my aspiration in life would be to be happy. To be bold and fearless. To be well and fierce. This is the Pursuit of Becoming podcast, a space for ambitious women. She's on the journey to becoming the woman she wants to be while nurturing who she is on the inside. I am DeJanae, your host. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, y'all. This is DeJanae, the hostess of the Pursuit of Becoming podcast, and welcome to another episode. So it has been um, a couple of weeks in the making for me to uh, sit down and record these episodes. If you have been following me on Instagram and watching my Instagram stories for the last, you know, one, two to three weeks, then you know that there has been a shift that has taken place within me as a person, as a businesswoman, as a coach. And you've also heard me talk a lot about perfectionism and how I am a perfectionist in recovery. Uh, And so this episode, I want to look at what the roots are that even like led me to becoming a perfectionist. And And I want to share it because I truly believe one, that people in my tribe may not be familiar with perfectionism in the way that I'm going to talk about it. And then also, I believe that some of the roots of my perfectionism probably are some, you know, some things that you may deal with. And so for the sake of, of that, uh, I'm here in this episode to share. So to start off, let's just talk about what perfectionism is. And I want to go ahead and use the working definition that I'm going to get from Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. So if you've been following my Instagram stories, then you know that I have readopted the habit of reading. And I always like to have have a self-help book that I'm reading and then a fiction book that I'm reading. So the self-help book that I'm currently reading is The Gifts of Imperfection. And uh, it's actually been a very, very key factor, a key element in my, you know, new discovery of, of my perfectionism, right? And the roots of my perfectionism. Brene Brown defines perfectionism as the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize and or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. And so, in other words, we use perfectionism as a shield to protect us from experiencing those negative um, emotions, right, of blame, judgment, and shame. She also says that perfectionism, at its core, is about trying to earn approval and acceptance. And so, in that way, it's really centered on perception from other people it is very others based and others oriented versus being you know self-centered right um as in being about 
your own perception it's about the perception of others and uh, another thing that I want to um, add to our working definition of perfectionism today is that shame is the birthplace of perfectionism so (laughs) it's a lot of things right there but all of those things are so very important for you to understand because it was really important for me to understand perfectionism right so a lot of times people who number one like self-proclaim themselves to be a perfectionist and then those who think about the word or hear the word perfectionist often think about someone who wants everything to be perfect okay on the face of it but also they feel like this is a person who you know wants everything that they do to be of a certain standard right almost like a standard of excellence so there is a there is a very significant difference there is on one hand healthy striving meaning if your standard is excellence doing everything that you do and all the things that you do in excellence that's one thing as opposed to being the person who needs to be perfect look perfect present themselves as perfect perfection being no error perfection being um, not only at a, a high standard of excellence but to the point of you know nothing can be nothing can go wrong nothing can be wrong there can't be any hiccups like none of that right and so I just want to make that very clear So now that we have our working definition of what perfectionism is, which is um, the belief that you have to act, look, and live perfectly, and that you are doing this in an effort to uh, avoid pain, uh, the pain of blame, shame, and judgment for the approval and acceptance of others which is all rooted in the perception of others. And it's also rooted in fear. And I'll I'll get to that a little bit later in this episode. I can now move on to how did I, (laughs) like, get to this place where I became a perfectionist. When I really looked back into my past and I thought about what were some of the things or some of the reasons that made me want to show up as perfect? Um, What made me feel like I needed to be perfect, look perfect, live perfectly, and in a way, you know, so that I could be accepted and so that I can have approval? A couple of things really stood out to me. And so, um, two things stood out to me. One of the roots of my, my perfectionism is my identity as a black woman, right? Being raised black in America, one. And then secondly, was my identity as a high achieving student. Let's go and dig a little, you know, delve a little deeper into the first one, the first root of my perfectionism, which was just being raised uh, as a black person in America. So going back into middle middle school, when I was in the sixth grade, 
and remembering my middle school math teacher, Mr. Anderson, who was loved by all the, you know, students and he was well respected in the community at the school. He would tell us, I remember this, not had him last period. <laughs> he would tell us he would, you know, as he was teaching us math and at the end of every class we would do um these flashcards. I forget what, what was the name of it. I think it was like 24 or something like that. Anyway, that's besides the point. He would get he would like lecture us, right? And this is, you know, for most black kids um that grew up in the inner city especially this is this is not unfamiliar to you for one of your black teachers to lecture you about how you basically need to be better than your counterparts especially your white counterparts and that you being good was not good enough you had to be excellent you had to be an overachiever you had to go above and beyond in this society of America as a black person to even be seen as equal, right? To even be seen as worthy to be at the table. You couldn't be mediocre at all. You couldn't be average at all. So you definitely, you couldn't be, you know, good was not good enough. You had to be great. You had to be excellent. You had to be exceptional, that is what you are taught as a black child growing up in America. That in order to compete with your white counterparts, right, in particular amongst the, you know, other races, that you had to be so good academically, athletically, artistically in whatever category you fill in the blank you had to be great you had to be exceptional in order to compete because otherwise this society already has you stigmatized stereotyped and written off right so just hearing that as a child growing up um from teachers from family from television etc etc that is like for me it, it was ingrained in my mind I had to do really well I had to do you know above and beyond and so then that leads me into my next root of perfectionism which is <laughs> my status as a high achieving student so for me I was just naturally eager and enthusiastic about school I, that was just who I was um at three or four years old I literally still have the memory of me asking my mom every single day when I would be able to start school because I would wake up in the morning when my older sister woke up um to go to school and I would you know go with my mom to school with my sister and it was just like a burning desire for me to be in school and when I finally did get to school, I always did really well. I was a A student, an honor roll student, um, all the way through school, right? Um, from elementary through high school. And that landed me into one of the top universities in the country. Now, with that being said, my, my status as a high-achieving student 
it became a part of my identity as a person and it also became a part of what I thought made me worthy. So Brene Brown talks about how love and belonging is something that all humans, unless you're a sociopath, all humans want that, right? We are wired for it. We are wired for love. We are wired for belonging and connection. And so um, to feel like you are loved and to feel like you belong, a part of that is having a sense of worthiness. And so because I was a high achiever and and I would get good grades, of course, I was praised. I was praised for having good grades. Nothing over the top, like super over the top, but just subtly, you know, for me, it was a deep reverence, right? A deep level of respect that people had for me. And it only grew more and more as I got older and I was able to maintain that. And so for me... Um, And like what Brene Brown says is that for a lot of children, when you are being praised for your performance or achievement, it can slowly leak into or turn into um, perfectionism because then you identify how well you perform or how well you achieve with being worthy, right? And so, (laughs) well, both of those things... Right. Being raised black in America and then being a high achieving student somewhere down the line, like I really attached those things to my worthiness to be accepted, uh, to have approval and to belong. And um, as much as I'm not as I am not a people pleaser. I am definitely still human, right? So I definitely wanted to feel like I was worthy. I was a part. And um, those things are what brought love to me and brought belonging to me. And in my mind, in my child mind, that was carried with me into adulthood. It really, It really had an impact on me. And at one point, I remember really proclaiming myself as a perfectionist. And I really thought that I was accepting the challenge to do everything in excellence, which I do stand by, right? I do want to always do everything. Well, not everything, but like if I am working on the project, you know, things that matter, it's about it's a core value for me. Like, it is literally a core value for me to do things in excellence or don't do them at all. I'm not doing anything mediocrely, right? And so for me, excellence is to the best of my ability. So let's be clear about that, too. Excellence is not, oh, this is what this this is what the standard of excellence looks like. No, for me, excellence is I did the best that I could do. And from what I know. And that's, and that's excellence for me. So if I know I can, you know, do A, B, and C, I'm going to do A, B, and C. I'm not just going to stop at A because I don't feel like it. I'm always going to do A, B, and C because I know I have the capacity and the potential to do it. So those are the roots of my perfectionism. And I will say that those two things led to me really struggling with 
and suffering with, if you will, superwoman syndrome. And superwoman syndrome is simply about the belief and the the need to do all things, to have all things, to do them relatively on your own independently without the help of others, to do it well to do it with emotional constraints so you know to not show your emotion to not show any weakness and and emotion can be a weakness um and and to do all of the things by yourself without a hiccup or without a break or whatever is the case that's superwoman syndrome like carrying everything on your back easily and effortlessly and that's just not the human experience. So I definitely dealt with superwoman, superwoman syndrome. And up to this point, I didn't know I was struggling with any of these things. I didn't know that I was dealing with perfectionism that was rooted in the fear of feeling shame, of uh, feeling blame if I didn't live up to a certain level for my race of feeling judgment you know uh (laughs) I didn't know it I didn't know it so now that I am aware that I have been dealing with perfectionism because I have been operating in fear of being blamed shamed or judged and I did not want to be vulnerable to those things I can tell y'all that number one, just having the awareness and then being able to connect it back to things from the past and connect it back to the roots of how it became planted in me has been in and of itself liberating. It has been life-changing for me, has really allowed me to have such a high level of awareness of the parts of me that were being inauthentic, blocked, held back, and being being able to simply unpack it and work through it and be there for myself, give myself what I needed to self-correct has been a game changer for me. It has completely created a 180 turnaround for me for how I show up, how I operate. And I have literally gotten my sense of worthiness back. It's so deep, (laughs) y'all. It's so deep. I've been waiting for this for a while. I've been waiting for this type of release. I've been waiting for this type of breakthrough, not knowing that this would be it, not knowing what it would look like, not knowing that I needed it, but knowing that I needed something because something was off. Knowing that, I was feeling unfulfilled knowing that I was operating in a way that didn't feel right, that didn't feel good. So just having that inner knowing that something wasn't right. And now it's been identified and rectified. And so I really just hope that me sharing 
this part of my journey with you all has been helpful in some way and that at the very least it helped it it inspires you to look at yourself and look within yourself to really see what might be some roots for you of a thing that you're dealing with and it may not be perfectionism it may be people pleasing it may be codependency it may be having anger issues or control issues or unworthiness or whatever it may be but looking at whatever that thing is for you and looking at and trying to find out the root of it and if you need help with that I want to invite you to hop on a call with me because I would love to support you in that work and in helping you to uncover what your root is or maybe even uncover what the thing is that's holding you back for me it was perfectionism for for you it may be perfectionism or it may be something else but I want to invite you to do that and you can book a complimentary consultation with me I will see if I can have the link to schedule that appointment in the show notes or if not it's definitely in the link in my bio on Instagram where you can find me at the handle at coached c-o-a-c-h-e-d by b-y-d-e-j i really hope you enjoyed this episode and i will talk to y'all on the next one bye for now